now that you've talked about the wreck, who else has a praise that you weren't in it? <laughs> Go ahead, Christine. So we had our uh, 33 week, 33 week, 32 week checkup um, on Wednesday. And everything looks good. We're still measuring ahead. But other than that, everything looks good. So we're on track. Amen. Amen. You're coming along pretty good. Yeah. Well, there's a downfall to going to that is that, you know, you get weighed every time you go. And uh, Josh and I had this running laughter joke that I would very soon catch his weight, and I am only like seven tenths of a pound below his weight. So. Well, you just, you talked about wisdom helping you keep your mouth shut. Uh, yeah. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you're supposed to be gaining weight along with her so that she never catches Oh, you it's not so big so much now, but when the day comes and you're asked if a dress makes somebody look fat, it's a one word answer and never speak after that. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and, and no, okay. no comments <laughs> after that. Well, you're to, you'll be telling the truth. <laughs> it's just it's just what you what you might be dumb enough to say afterward that's gonna cause your demise. Pastor, is that one of those little white lies that are okay? No. Well it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Alice says it's an opinion. It's not a lie, it's his opinion. Yeah. I have a praise. Yes. I praise God that um word. That Alan's turnaround is over and he gets to be at church. Well, amen. 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 And Alexis are here for Sunday school. Who else? Did you have your hand up or were you just waving at somebody? Oh. Okay. Mary has praise, though. What's your praise, Mary? My praise is that I have no blockage in the Amen. Something else is going on. So pray them to well, I don't think I have any blockages either, but I'd sure like to know why I don't have any energy and short, still short of breath. But <laughs> got to be one in every group, I guess. You're there. Daryl, go ahead. I want my wife to share this one. Okay. Kendall, our daughter that's incarcerated, <laughs> is growing in the Lord. She prayed for Daryl last night before she hung up, and that is a true blessing. Amen. Amen. First time that's Yeah. Amen. That is. That's cool. Very good. Very good. Who else? Josh. I want to praise the Lord. Our uh, men's home team is growing. There's 10 of us there Thursday night. And uh, it's, it's a blessing to be able to host that and feed everyone and be part of that group. So I'll praise the Lord for that. Amen. Bless Josh. 
Oh, I thought that was Billy Graham or something. <laughs> 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 that no, speaks, speaks one who wasn't there. Yeah, speaks one who wasn't there, yeah. Well, that's what I told him today. I, I'm slumming and he's dressed to preach, so I don't know what's going on. Clarissa. I'm sorry, I praise God for his mercy and grace when I don't deserve it. That's what grace is. I know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Go ahead. The Lord's given me the opportunity to talk to a few uh, young men this week about the gospel, you know, and God's plan of salvation. Yeah. I'm just uh, humble, grateful, even even consider using. Amen. Yeah, but I want to. I was gonna. I was talking about not doing H and R Block every year. I say this, but then something happens during the time, and it's like that's why I do this. Got to witness to one of the ladies' daughters yesterday. Good. She was a teenager and uh, invited them to church too. They live in this area, but she was a teenager and she was doing drama classes on weekends. She was talking about having to go and, and the bullies that she has to deal with while she was there. And told her, like, I when I used to teach the Sunday school class, pray for them. Sis, pray for your enemies. And her mom was like, thank you so much for that. And that lets me know why I'm there, why I do it every year. Amen. So you're going to be a blockhead again this year, huh? Oh, I've been, I've been working since January. I mean, since the 1st of January. Yeah. Francis, what's your praise? I just uh, want to praise him for, um, you know, being there every day for me, emotionally, physically. I'm starting yeah. to feel better. And, Amen. Um, I thank him and the family I have here. Amen. Alvin's at Sunday school this morning. I haven't seen that in a long time. 50 years, at least. Sometimes I'm in the other part. Huh? Sometimes I'm in the other part. Okay, well, I, during this part today, because the other part's teacher's not here. I see how it is. Okay. I stand corrected. Bob, what's your praise? I didn't make it forget. No. Uh, it's a beautiful day. The sun is just busting bright, and. You know, we're getting more people coming in while we're talking. And, and the place is up. Amen. I love it. You know, one of these days, we're going to have to move to another place. That's all I'm just doing. We're just going to get some people. We should pray. We got, we got another place. We'll take it. But we haven't filled this one up yet. So let's just work on these empty seats in here. Alvin keeps coming, hey, you won't make it. Yeah. Brenda. <laughs> I just want to thank the Lord that he got me through my pet scan that I had on Thursday. It was, they're, you know, trying to figure out if it's my heart or my lungs. It's caused me to have shortness of breath. But that pet scan, it scared me that. When they dropped my blood pressure, my heart started racing. My breathing just was rapid. I was just scared for a few minutes there. Yeah, they make up a name for that that sounds all like gentle PET scan. Now, yeah. how, could that be bad? 
You supposed to bring your dog or what? Yeah. Well, you have the cat scan to go with it, so. Dog and cat scan, cat scan. Yeah, I know what you mean. When they shoot that fluid in there, you can feel it. <laughs> Do you all know what a PET scan is? It's a chemical stress test. It, they stress they stress your body more than the treadmill will with drugs. And it's yeah, it's not fun. So, hey, if you survive that, you can probably handle the disease okay, whatever it is. So. Yeah. Well, they do re- they do reveal more stuff than the the old fashioned treadmill thing. Yeah, I mean, in some ways they're good because I have PET scan because I have a mass in my lung and it's sitting on my diaphragm. And so to go in and biopsy that is very dangerous. Yep. But they could do a PET scan and see that there's no cancer cells. Um, yeah, they're pretty uh, They're pretty amazing. Is that stuff that's shooting? Is it radioactive? Not that particular one, but... They got lots of others that are. Yeah. The reason I asked is my dad went and did that, but it wasn't a PET scan at the time. It was a stress test, and they shot something in his veins. Yeah. Well, and the treadmill and everything. He said he was running the treadmill, and Dale popped out his arm. All the doctors scattered. So he's, he's like, what in the world? So he sat down and put it, you know, trying to hold the clothes, and then people came out in hazmat suits to clean it up, and he's looking around, what is going on? <laughs> Two weeks later, we went to the dump, and when we did, he set off the... Radioactive alarms when you walk through it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fun story. Yeah, he never went back to the first Okay, praises. <laughs> this is getting depressing. Paula. I praise God for just helping me get up and get around. Because I've been a hairdresser for 50 years. It's got some bones going on in my body that just. But I'm here, and that's, that's yeah. the main thing. Amen. Praise Him for getting me here. Uh, I pray for your enemies. Uh, the manager that used to work for me, Greg, who tried his best to put me out of business. I saw that after the fact, and now the Lord saved me from it. So I harbored a lot of anger. Uh, the Lord's been on, on my case about unforgiveness and so uh, I've been praying for it. Amen. And uh, the weirdest thing happened the other day the cops came to the shop looking for him. Actually I was looking for him and his girlfriend. Uh, so they asked for her, looking for her and then him. Uh, but either way, uh, evidently they have gotten into some kind of trouble or something. I don't know. It's uh, really just about left field. So I, the guys are all asking me what they want. I said, well, they were looking for Greg. And the, the guy that moved down here from Ohio on him saying, hey, come on down here and help us. Well, now that he's down here and Greg's fired, Greg won't talk to him. Just kind of put him to the side. They've been friends for 20 years. Anyway, so he just goes to bash and he well, that's what he gets. Oh, you know, I was, I was, Let's not, let's not do that, you know? And so, um, 
I don't know why. I just want to share that. Okay. You're growing a little bit. Yeah, we're always growing. Well, if yeah. you ain't growing, it's regular. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cruise control. <laughs> that's, that's a really good remark. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 that's what I talked to you. That uh, God line. You ever see us do that God line? Yeah. We got to do it one time. Oh, yeah. The kids love it. They did love it. All right. Who else? Anybody? Nope, 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 nope. All right, go to John chapter 6. Let's do a little bit of reading to catch back up on the context. It says, after these things, uh, what things? Well, uh, Jesus healed a guy on the Sabbath day to pick a fight with the Pharisees, which is, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's probably just some flaw in my character that makes me think that part's especially cool but anyway after these things Jesus went over the sea of Galilee which is the sea of Tiberias the sea of Galilee sea of Tiberias sea of Chenereth are all names for that lake that's up there on the top but to the left and down where it says Golan that's a pretty cool area right there you, what is the second name when you hear the word Golan? From Golan Heights. That is basically a, a high elevation there. I'd say it's about probably two, 3,000 feet at least. And the Golan Heights are where the Assyrians were parked up there with their army and they were shelling Israel from there. And they finally had enough and they went up there and they whooped them good. And the Golan Heights are in a, in a part of the uh, land of Israel now. You notice where it says on the map, it says dispute with Syria. When they were up there on that high elevation, lobbing shells into Tiberias and all the surrounding populated areas, uh, it was pretty rough over the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. Let me ask you a question when, as, we're, as we're kind of cruising by that verse. How effective were the miracles? 100%. Oh, as far as convincing? Well, not for the purpose of getting people saved. They wanted food to eat, just the other thing, get excited for the food. Yeah, they were excited. I know. Jesus, they were excited. I know. Entertainment almost. They realized who he was. Bob? Thank you. Uh, I think it was. He could, he could do it. He could heal them, but he didn't heal their, their hearts and their mind. He, he, could, he could physically heal their body, but they couldn't make a connection. With the heart and mind that he was Lord of Lords. Okay, the miracles were effective. I think Clarissa said they were effective for their purpose they were given. Then that purpose was? Spread the gospel. I, I say there's a certain percentage that wasn't just healed, they were they were. 
purpose went out either way. Even if most went down the wide road, there were some that went on and did what they were supposed to do. In the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Every person did not get, get saved after that. I'll quote Peter, being born again by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. People aren't saved because of a physical change in their body. They're saved by accepting the word of God. This situation here is a perfect example. People, people recognized same thing as Nicodemus. Remember what Nicodemus said back in chapter 3? We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles, these things that thou doest, except God be with him. That was the purpose of the miracles. And they fulfilled they fulfilled that purpose. The purpose of the miracle was what? To prove that he is who he said. Why? To spread the gospel. Spread the message. Jesus... Jesus performed a lot of miracles. The man with the, this one was the man with the withered hand. He said, put forth your hand. And that hand that was all gnarled up and useless was perfect like the other one. The, the blind man seeing the dead boy being raised. These miracles were amazing. People today want to do miracles and brag on the fact that they can do miracles, or what they call a fact. It's not a fact, but why, why is that? For their own glory. Well, that's probably right. But they want to be recognized as coming from God the way Jesus was. Why did he give the 70 that he sent out, two by two, the ability to do miracles as well? He did. To launch the church for authority. To show that they were from him. To prove it. We don't realize how blessed we are to have this. This. This this has done what the miracles could never do. The word of God. Quick and powerful and more so than any two edged sword. It's it's having the word of God is exactly with its effect is like having Jesus here. He is the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. You can ask any question. You know, I've been, uh, I'm doing part two on the story of Cain and Abel today, and as I was researching and studying for that, I'm, I can't help but imagine what it would, what it was like. There's, there's a man and a woman, probably some sisters, and two men, the entire population of the earth. And they had, walking with them, the Lord Jesus Christ, right there. If Jesus was here, and he was sitting up here instead of me, would you all be asking questions? Yeah. Yeah. Would you be asking him to give you details on things and make things clearer? And I mean, they they could do that. <laughs> What'd you say, honey? Like the reason for mosquitoes. <laughs> like, 
The reason for mosquitoes is the yeah, why? Well, I know that it's in the word. It's a curse. Come on. It is. It's part of the curse. All the way back to Egypt. So I mean, having having your Bible is provided you study to write a divine word of truth. Having your Bible is the equivalent of having Jesus here today. And you have the gospel. Yeah, I mean it's, but to have to see it physical, and and be there and and talking face to face with the Lord, it just blows my mind. <laughs> it does. I'm I'm just thinking. He probably say just like he did back then and just quote scripture and and ask you questions. Is what be going on? Yeah, he he did talk to people. He did ask some questions. Even with the disciples, every time you read about Jesus, he's asking somebody a question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I can find out how patient God is and I'll be asking a whole lot of questions. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> Answer the question, John. Sit there and be quiet. <laughs> it says, great multitude follow him because they saw the miracles which he did on the, them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples. This is not the Rockies we're talking about. This is the hills in Israel. They're mounts, mounts, and and Jesus didn't climb the mounts, and he walked up the hill and sat down, and basically it was like a, in an amphitheater. He sat there, and they sat lower than him in front, and the sound carried perfectly, and it's just the way he did it. Yeah, it's like it's really it's it's very similar to the hill country, and uh, it says, and the Passover feast of the Jews was nigh, and when Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, and here's here's the question, <laughs> whence meaning from where shall we be bre- buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Two hundred pennyworth. Now, I don't really know how much that is. (laughs) But it wasn't enough to feed them all. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There's a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. As I'm reading this, are you, are, you, are you playing a movie in your head? That's cool, isn't it? I'm glad God makes it. I'm glad God makes it work that way. Some of you have been to Israel, and some of you have not, and all of you wish you had. If you ever get a chance, sell one or two of your kids and make that trip. Well, you know. I'm being facetious, of course, but it makes your movie more accurate. And there's no, there's really no replacement for it. 
And so he says, the men sat down, a number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise, of the fishes, as much as they would. Now, Philip was thinking somebody, they could just take a little. But when Jesus did this miracle, everybody could have all they wanted. It was buffet time. Fish sandwiches. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. There's your purpose fulfilled of the miracle. So that they would know who he was. Now, what you're going to read later is almost like a reversal of this. Like they were, like they had common sense and they could see and all that, and then later it's as though they just lost their mind and were blind again. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea. They went down to the lake and entered into a boat, a ship, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And now it was dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. And when they had rowed about twenty, about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. And drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto him, It is I, be not afraid. What's going on in your movie that's playing right now? Are you out, are you out on the sea in the boat with the disciples, or are you just looking... Yeah, well, it's a it's the, the boat that's in the museum, same kind of boat that's in the museum over there in Capernaum. Uh, you visit Capernaum, they'll you'll see the boat. It's there. It's the one that literally was on the bottom, and they had that that horrible drought a couple of decades ago, and they were able to uh, to go in there and pull that boat in by pieces out of the mud get it washed up and preserved and put back together. And that thing is in one piece sitting there looking at you as you look through the glass and view it. 27 foot, is that what? Somebody looked it up last week. 27 foot long. How long is that? Do you know? About from, well, that's about 20 foot. So it's pretty close to, maybe a little bit wall to wall. This is about... About as long as this room, maybe a little shorter, about as long as this room, and about as wide as, uh, <clears throat> add one more charity to the side, and you have about the same width of it. There was enough that, that 11 of them could get in it. And uh, when they had rowed about 
20 or 30 furlongs. You're a farmer, Josh. How long is a furlong? Depends on the build. It's a road. I don't know how big the building is. Oh. 120? Yeah. You see it? Do you find it there, Lise? Well, the, a furlong is a unit of measure. Long, 7.5 feet wide, and 4.3 feet first during the drop. Uh, 4.3 feet in height. Yeah. The gunnels were about 4 feet. Eight meters. Eighth of a mile. Eighth of a mile. Yeah, so two hundred twenty yards. Thirty, uh, twenty, twenty-five furlongs. That's an eighth. Four, six is twenty-four. Seven. That's about. It's about seven miles. That's about. Halfway. That's yeah, about halfway across. Depends on if they were down there in Tiberius. Uh, but anyway, they were they were good good ways out, and they were afraid. And they, he saith unto him, "It is I; be not afraid." Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at land whither they went. That was pretty cool. Now these are seasoned fishermen, or most of them, some of them, some of them. that probably seen storms many times on. Well, this one's so much scarier. Well, this in this account, you're thinking of the other account where Peter got out and walked. Yeah. Uh, and they were when they when they saw Jesus walking on the water. Did they think it was Jesus? No. It doesn't say in this text, but in the other one, they thought it was. They thought they were seeing a ghost. Uh, when Jesus identified himself, they willingly received him into the ship. And immediately, this is cool. Immediately the ship was at land whether they went. And this is where he steps foot on the ground. So that set the speed for boats, the speed record for boats at that in that. There it is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We don't know if it was the boat. It's called the Jesus boat because it's like the boats they were using. Yes, yeah. Every, every time I hear the story, I just think about how, how freaky it had to be. You know, probably pitch black, waves going overboard, fighting for your life, and you just see a dude. Walking across the storm, across the waves, that really had to be. Yeah, yeah. And it was dark too, so how they even see him? They didn't have lights. You ever get jump scared? Well, even if the moon was even if the moon was shining, the storm clouds would have obscured it. But they could see, you know, if you're not looking at a fire or a light, you do have some night vision that you can, you know. You know, if you're out on a trail, if you're out on a trail on a horse or whatever, you don't look into your campfire. You look, you look to the side of it so you don't lose your night vision. Yeah, Jesus, you know, he might have been, he might have been glowing a little bit. 
All them Catholic pictures show him glowing a little bit. They got his headlight on. The day following, when the people stood on the other side of the sea, saw that there was none other boat there save the one where the disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples. Now here's a here's a conundrum. They can't figure this out. They we know he didn't go with them. But now we've come over here, and there's no other boat here except the one they came in, and here he is. How did you get here? You know, they <laughs> I walked. And that Jesus went not his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit, there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. <laughs> When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? When did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Verily I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, We're not really interested in all that. We, we, we want to we know how we can make fish and bread multiply. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What's Jesus saying? I mean, put it in put it in modern terms. They want the crowns instead of. Yeah, he says. Everlasting life. <laughs> Jesus, said, this these miracles aren't so that you can produce bread and fish. This is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he has sent. You're not going to do the rest of it without that. I mean, you're not going to You just can't do it for real without that, right? Well, they can't. They're not going to be able to do it anyway. That's right. That's right. Jerry? Stand corrected. Uh, for, for me, the miracle is the easiest way to describe them. They're just Jesus' ID. Yeah, it was it was his it was his verification. You know, who else could do that? Somebody sent by God. It was the letter of authority that he brought from heaven, proving who he was. Right. I think the best relationship of today's time saying would be they're missing the forest for the trees. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're missing it completely. And and then there's one really stupid guy in the bunch. He's, he's the next one that's getting ready to speak up. And they said, therefore, unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? Or what doest thou work? That's got... That's got is, he, is he competing for the dumbest verse of Scripture in the Bible to be the author of that one? And then he goes on to say, like he's a student of the Bible that knows more about it than Jesus. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then said Jesus said unto them. Now, what we're going to read now, just let me just preface this before we read this. 
this the rest of this chapter is spiritualized into all sorts of things by religious people today. We'll, uh, we'll get to the bottom of what he's really telling them. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Do you know that Jesus is uh, getting really serious when he says, Verily, verily? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can look through your Bible and see what he says after that, those two terms. Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then saith they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. It doesn't say anything about it, but my picture in my movie, Jesus is shaking his head right now. Like, they're just never going to get it. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Then the Jews murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? You think they're just mad that he didn't give them what they wanted? <laughs> they're angry. They're, dare I use the word stupid? Because, you know, I spend a good part of my life stupid. So I guess I would know. They're stupid. 